Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Bryce Castillo, as always, joined, as always, with Justin Robert Young. Hello. And uh, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. We got for right now. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have Andrew coming off the top rope. Hopefully a little bit later. But otherwise, mm. it's just gonna be the 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 power, the core of the Weird <laughs> Things podcast. The neutron. Yes. Nu- the no, center. The nucleus. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, well, uh, uh, welcome back, Justin. Yeah. I've, I've got a question for you. Go ahead. Do you know the world's longest cave? Do you know the longest cave in the world? The world's longest cave. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Trivia. I wouldn't think to know it offhand. Uh, I, I guess I also really just don't have a tremendous sense of <laughs> caves in general. <laughs> I, 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 never... I thought this would be like one of those general trivia things where, if you were if you were one of those kids who read like the Guinness yeah. World Records book during lunch, you might know. Yeah, but I guess I also I also tend to feel like. Um, like I guess I've 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 lived my entire life believing that any cave I walk into could possibly <laughs> go to the core of the earth. Mm, like like mm. that that you never really know where a cave. Ends. You just take one wrong turn and you can start to see the orange let, glow. Let, let me let me just put it this way: mm-hmm. if you told me that the longest cave in the world is in Budapest, <laughs> Shanghai. Uh, some random city in India or like Metuchen, New Jersey, I would be equally as impressed and surprised. Like, like I have mm-hmm. no clue where the longest cave is. And also, do we know for sure? Has somebody investigated every cave? Well, that's a that's a great point that you bring up, Justin. Because okay. because four days ago you would have said, "Oh my gosh, of course I know that Mammoth Cave National Park is the longest." Where's that cave? It's in Kentucky. Oh, it's in Kentucky. Oh my God, I wouldn't have, I would have no idea. <laughs> Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. You would have said that because it was about four hundred and twelve miles long, the 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 longest. Uh, cave. That is no longer the case, J Man. Wow! So it lost the it lost the strap. It lost the title. It lost. It, it did in fact lose the strap because the longest uh, measured cave is now Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky at four hundred and twenty miles. They went and found eight more miles of that bad boy, and uh, uh, and so it is now longer. Wow! So extending the lead, it didn't lose the strap. It it, it defended that. That's a, that's an and still. That's uh, right. Not not an and new. So explorers at eight miles to the world's longest known cave system. So here's the only long cave walk that I've been on was actually out here in in Austin. Uh, you can actually follow along with Brian and I in VR. Uh, that was part of our uh, uh thing that we did for Toyota. Stuff, yeah, but. Uh, even then you walked through that and there were portions in which you could see it went deeper and, and the people were like, no, no, no. Like that's, you know, uh, uh, yet to be fully explored. Right. So that, again, that, 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 that goes to my point that I have, you could tell me any cave goes <laughs> everywhere. Like, like if you, mm-hmm. if somebody came up to me and they, had written for the Atlantic and they were wearing glasses and they said, 
uh, uh, well, of course, you know that there is a cave that goes from uh, uh, Secaucus to London. Of course. Like, I would be like, all right. I, 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 I believe you. It's real. Oh. And it's like, well, we can't go there because of the mole people. And I, then I would start to begin, oh, what's up with you? You might be, you might be funny. Like, I don't, most of the mole people that I've met have been very nice. <laughs> um. exactly. They're very <laughs> hospitable. They're very inviting. They're very they they want to they want to show you their culture. Um, apparently, over the years, Mammoth Cave has been found to connect to other smaller caves, including Proctor Cave, Ro uh, Rappel Cave, and Morrison Cave. I feel like bootleggers knew all of this. All we mm -hmm. needed to do is find the right moonshiners <laughs> uh, a diary. Or you know something like that, and, and we would we would have this entire cave thing all all carved out immediately. Mm. I love I I love that they, I, I love that they are slowly realizing that all of these little caves are all just part of the same system too, right? Yeah, it's a very like human centric problem, right? We have we found all these holes in the ground, and it doesn't seem like they connect to each other until they all do, and they're all the same thing. Uh, yeah, no, totally. I, I, I think that it's always been a fascination for me, our conception of reality, mm. because it simultaneously, we have no choice but to understand it as firm, right? But it is far more malleable than we, than we think. And, and, and stuff comes like with, with stuff like that, where, you're like, oh, okay, well, I know that there are eight cave systems. And it's like, or no, there's one. We just haven't found the, the connecting thing. Or at some point, the cave eroded or, or something happened where there's like, you know, it, it comes to the idea of like, okay, well, what is, what is knowable? What isn't knowable? I always say this about like news, that news kind of comes and goes. And we, and we keep finding different ways to quantify it that, you know, I'm I'm waiting. The example I always give is I'm always waiting for at one moment someone's going to be like, "Oh, uh, new DNA records. Abe Lincoln was Asian. Chinese guy. <laughs> Chinese guy. Abe Lincoln." And 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 everybody will be like, "No, uh, well, all right, goddamn, look at that. Look at the DNA. That man was Asian." Huh. Mm -mm. Uh, we got another story here. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna play. This is a little game. A little, it's a little game. A fun game. It's kind of a okay. fun game, like we would play on Great Night. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a headline for you. I'm going to blank out a few words. Yep. Blank blank kills 63 endangered penguins in fluke occurrence. Blank blank kills 63 endangered penguins in fluke occurrence. 63 endangered penguins. 63. So that's a lot, right? I wouldn't imagine that you're going to find 63 endangered penguins in some kind of conservatory or zoo. Mm. So I'm guessing that that means that it's kind of out in the wild. I would say that that's correct. All right. That's correct to a degree, yeah. Okay. So then it would say, it's something that somebody brings to the penguins. Maybe they're trying to observe the penguins. They're trying to study the penguins. But this is death. Right. Blank. This is an injury. No, not injury. Blank, blank kills 63 endangered penguins in fluke occurrence. I don't know if this is for real, but I'm, I'm going to go with JDS3K here in the chat. And I'm just going to say 
gender reveal. (laughs) Somebody needed to do the gender reveal right by the penguins because it's their favorite animal. And next thing you know, 63 of them, some bitches are laying dead. That's... That's very funny. That that's that's funnier than the reality. <laughs> of what it is. Uh, no, a um, so in South Africa where they have those those penguins, uh, uh, a bee swarm, honeybees, oh! uh, seem to be the perpetrators behind uh, uh, over five dozen uh, penguin penguin deaths. Uh, uh, they had found the penguins, uh, the, the their bodies with bee stings on them as well as dead bees in the area. That's a real, like, undercard for, like, tiger versus shark, right? <laughs> like, if we're talking about, like, two things that you wouldn't normally see together, but you'd be curious to see who wins, like, uh, uh, how in the hot ham water did... So this is naturally where penguins are, and we, we're looking right now at a map, and it's down in the southern coast of South Africa? Right. They have they have a... a, a I, I don't know enough about it, but they have a species of penguin that hang out there. Um, I'm I'm assuming because of its um uh because of its beeline distance from the South Pole, possibly, but they do have I mean they I have mean, little penguin it, friends. T- t- terminology considering the news story. R- uh wait. A, a oh ooh, well distance. okay. I mean come on, mm. just have some respect. As the penguin yeah. flies. Well, <laughs> Um, so that's um, the the African penguin is the species. Uh, right now, there's only about forty one thousand seven hundred individual um, birds, and uh, their population is decreasing by uh, by a good bit, eighty percent in the past fifty years. So, uh, um, okay, so so we have no idea what migratory pattern or or uh, situation just uh. uh pushed all these bees down there but these are not normally animals and insects that come into in, into conflict is my guess and and the penguins freaked out the bees freaked out next thing you know a bunch of people were dead yeah uh one of uh one of the veterinarians uh involved in investigating this says this is a very rare occurrence we do not expect it to happen often it is a fluke um the penguins must not die just like that, as they are already in danger of extinction. They are a protected species. Well, yeah, dog. They shouldn't. They shouldn't die in any. So wait a minute. So were people looking after them, or they? Um, who's in charge of these? I don't penguins, know. Is yeah, what who, my question is: <laughs> Who's their wrangler? Who's the? Yeah, like I mean, because these what, are man. like like the, these penguins. They migrate like in it's a city. It's like city urban areas. Yeah. It's it's not like they're because uh, if you see a swarm of bees coming off the coast, homie, you better get on a ski do with a raid can and start spraying. <laughs> like right. like you need to take these hoes down. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, taking these hoes down, yeah, um, it looks like some somebody just tried to take Jupiter down. Uh, look at this gif here. Do you see that? What? What are you what are, what are you seeing here on this on this gif? Okay. Well, on the gif it is Jupiter. It's a very like a, a murky picture of Jupiter and then what looks like and and according to the headline here something large just smashed into Jupiter is I mean what I what I would imagine considering Jupiter's size would be like the entire continent of North America exploding. <laughs> yeah, we see like um, 
like a metallic shine almost like a like a team rocket ding yeah sort of lens flare effect um yeah some- now, but i also think that that has you know just as as equally a chance to just be some kind of artifact in whatever viewing device uh, apparently this was uh noted by multiple amateur astronomers uh harold paleski and jose luis pereira uh from from brazil simone galilee from italy jean paul a lot of people saw this so and they all identified with their own equipment that there was a big flash on jupiter that there was some sort of flash or impact on jupiter yeah how much bigger is jupiter than earth oh that's such a great question so it's about 11 times wider than earth 11 times wider uh than earth so pretty pretty big even so i mean i guess if you were to guess Mm -hmm. what it would take to cause that kind of pop from as far away as Jupiter is to us, like visible right. on Earth, like what would that be? Because then we can exit by 11. <laughs> uh-huh. I would probably think, my guess would be something like the size of, of the state of Georgia. or or So if all of Georgia exploded right. at the exact same time. Smashed, collided into the planet. Just yeah. boom explosion of a uh, uh, pork based barbecue and mm-hmm. uh and it would be chipper jones memorabilia and uh, that's at least my guess based on just how big that the you know the dot that we see on that video yeah. is so so you would say 11 georgias <laughs> can you look up the square footage of georgia we need to see the square footage of georgia so we can get a sense and then we'll see whether or not we could put that into a bigger box like would it be all of the united states would sure it be russia it looks like would uh it be- 59,425 square miles okay now let's look up countries that are 59,000 square miles and here we go we are going to let the definitive answer be known of what would need to explode that would create the exact same big flash that happened on the uh, uh on on the surface of Jupiter over the last week okay it would have to be pretty small here all right it's looking like Bangladesh would be the biggest without going over. Oh, North Korea. Uh, yeah, North Korea, ninety-three. Nicaragua, Greece. If we're if we're going to rank by most likely, <laughs> most likely to just spontaneously explode. To spontaneously explode, and we have no idea. And next thing you know, we're getting uh, reports from Jupiter saying, "Damn, something big just exploded on Earth." <laughs> well, yeah, I'm hoping it's North Korea and not uh, uh, number one hundred two, South Korea. Ooh. Yeah, no, that would be that would be bad. That would be bad. Uh, um yeah so all love to the north korea people <laughs> we're not asking for you to explode <laughs> we're just saying i think you know i think you know i think <laughs> i think if we're if we're no one's saying that anybody should explode we're just ranking who would spontaneously explode right um and of course jupiter's big uh these collisions happen a lot we miss about half of them because they happen on the other side yeah. of the planet um, and they they end up being pretty small or pr- pretty short. So, so this is just some space junk, uh, uh, some rock or something colliding into into Jupiter. And and do they just not have? Are they in in a situation where they get hit with that more? Do they not have the same kind of atmosphere where we, I guess stuff hits here all the time too? We're we're not quite sure exactly. Um, this this impacted on about a week ago from today. Okay, and um, I think we we don't know exactly 
exactly what that impact is. But I think just the fact that it was caught um, is is part of the um, part of what's special here. Yeah, that it was in the sun. Uh, enough people independently verified it. Mm-hmm. That's big, dude. That's it's a pretty, gigantic. It's a pretty big flash. That is compared to like the. What I, I assuming these are like storms, the these other large dots on the surface of the planet here. Now, this is where we really would need the people who have any kind of idea of what happens in space because uh, 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 Bryce and I have many strengths. Uh, astronomy, not one, not of, them. one of them. No. Uh, I know knowledge. when something is big. I know that this dot looks big. I know that that's gigantic. That, that, that might even be more than one Bangladesh. That might be multiple Bangladeshes. <laughs> Bangladeshi? What is the plural of Bangladesh? And we're not quite sure at this juncture. Um, here's here's something kind of neat. Uh Take a look at this, Justin. This is from our friends at SpaceX on Twitter. Um, this is a, a, a tweet with a video. A view from Dragon's Cupola. Yeah. Cupola. Uh, and so this cupola. is a little bubble window? This is a view of the... Um, let me see if I get this right here. This is the view... Uh, from the all civilian oh, crew launch. Oh, that's, so that that took off. That's right. The Crew Dragon uh, spacecraft on top of the Falcon Nine uh, took off at eight o two p.m. Uh, local time on uh, the seventeenth. And so this are these are civilians. Yep, they're in space right now. That's right. Uh, Jared Isaacson, the CEO of Shift for Payments. Uh, Cian Proctor, a professor of geoscience, excuse me, uh, Haley uh, Arsenault, a physician's assistant, uh, was the medic, astro- uh, aeronautical engineer, USAF officer Chris Sembroski was there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they went up and they went back down. They were one of the first civilian crews to go up that did not dock with uh, the ISS, I believe, in a very long time. And so they're just going up. But, and when do they come back down? Do we know when they come back down or do they already come back down? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I uh, no, I think that I think that they came back down already. Yeah, uh, it was it was like the, the 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 Bezos thing. Right. It was more of a space tourism. Yeah, trip. they just, were going up to, to see what they could see. So wait a minute. Did they have a bigger a bigger a bigger arc? Um, I'm using that euphemistically. Then, then Bezos, like, like who had, who, who, Kianes Masmacho, because uh, 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 you know Branson went up first, got a lot of attention. Bezos went up next, but went up further. So, uh, um, th- that's a good question. I'm not. Although people are saying that they went up for four days, so that's way longer than Bezos or or Branson went. Oh wow, okay, that is longer. I know that this is orbited this- for three days. Man, wow. you better because they all met each other recently. Uh, you better like these people, <laughs> right? For you four better, days, if you're in for three days doing anything, and I get it, like your mm. adrenaline is so high, you bet. I bet you they all feel like family. That like, oh, this is great. You just need one person to fart at the wrong time, like, and next <laughs> thing you know, like it is just not going to be good, and everyone's gossiping, but they're in a small quarters, and everybody can hear each other. It's it's it could go bad real fast, but at least they were in that 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 bomb SpaceX uh uh you know two thousand and one 
Oh setting, right, the right? Fa- the fancy capsule where yeah. where it looks like a, a high end luxury vehicle. luxury liner. Um, this was, I I think part of the reason that this is not being compared in the space uh, uh hog co- comparison contest right now uh, is that this was like a charity uh uh event. This sure race, yeah. Andrew and I dude. Andrew and I talked a bunch about it, and we, and we were not particularly in love with the the maximization of such a thing. <laughs> I think that there were some very weird caveats that were put in there. But at the end of the day, the man delivered the goods. He wanted to put a bunch of people into space, and he wanted to raise money doing it, and, and gosh darn it, he did. They were up there for, what, three-plus days before they came down, which is amazing. I mean, quite possibly that is right now. And look, records are falling really fast when it comes to space, but like... They're the coolest people who ever lived. Mm-hmm. Is that the that's the coolest thing that's happened? Like relative to like uh, uh, expertise and effort to coolness. Certainly in a long time, right? I mean, it's it's because even then, even Neil Armstrong and the people that went to the moon. Do you know how long they had to go through? Like they had to be pilots and do space testing and then live in like I saw First Man. It's basically a horror movie. They're all living in the same neighborhood and their friends are dying. Right. Like these guys are like, I'd like to sign up for a contest. Boom. Uh, uh, Four months later, you're in space for three days. I would do it though. I think I would do that. If I uh, a a just three day, four day trip to space, come back, I would do it. I mean, that would crush on the Tinder bio, right? <laughs> it would be killer. It would be <laughs> you think you think you'd get some swipes when you're like, oh, just got back from four days in space, and then do like star moon emoji or whatever. <laughs> the the new spaceman. Yeah, would be, would be my will be my bio. Uh, I mean, it's pretty awesome that like we're at the point in time where we can just like send like four tourists up into space. They can do a few loopy loops, you know, and come back down. Yeah. Um, so this is what I was positing before you got on, Andrew. Relative to effort and expertise, is this the coolest thing that's ever happened to anyone? So like like understanding that that astronauts have to work a very long time. They have to dedicate a a, a gigantic if not majority chunk of their life to do it. Even the entrepreneurs that have put themselves up in, 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 into space have dedicated their lives to these companies so they can eventually have the wealth to do it. These guys were kind of relative, you know, dudes and ladies. Coolest thing to ever happen relative to the price paid. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, and also, like, here's the thing, too, is, like, Boeing Starliner still hasn't completed a successful mission. Yes. And they're effing tourists flying around the earth on star on a uh, crew dragon. Yeah. Like Boeing, Boeing had to shove their thing back into the factory because our thrusters aren't working. And there was that, like new space versus old space. Uh, I think when somebody's able to, you know, buy, you know, pay for a, you know, an Uber into space with, you know, SpaceX's craft that kind of sort of solves the issue of like, that that argument says. I think I think yeah. When, when you're doing, it's a small world uh, uh, through through space uh, with your with your technology. I think that you've I mean, proven that it's pretty safe. We've we've done two astronaut missions. Uh, now we've there's a Netflix series about you know crew you know this mission. I mean like it's kind of so. Wait, that did point, did like, that come out or is that being shot throughout all this? No, they were airing episodes leading airing. up to the oh, launch. Oh okay, did yeah, hype yeah. up for it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So. I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, like space tourism. I'm like, I'm 
cool with. Um, that's not the most exciting thing for me about space. It's about the research and all the possibilities that come from there. And and I do think that the more people try to focus on uh, space tourism as an industry, it's really missing out the bigger opportunity, the bigger, greater good. But I'm not against it. Not at all. No, I think, I think space tourism is very, very exciting if you look at it from the perspective of this is what happens when there's a thriving industry. Right. Like, like if you already yeah. have the if you already have the rockets and you already have the technology and you already have the companies, then, yeah, uh, uh, cats can have a little tourism as a treat. Right. <laughs> like this just it just happens like it, it, it is. It is another thing that shows that things are thriving. Yeah, uh, somebody in the chat said, "Poor boy, and it's sad when the underdog loses." They're not the underdog. They were not <laughs> no, the I, underdog. No, he's kidding. He's kidding. Yeah. That's that. That is that is a joke. That yeah. is a joke. I know. I'm just saying. That's what I get that out there. It's like yes. it's so so incredibly crazy how stacked against. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it is it is insane. It, like it's they like, feel like, but it was, they feel like the underdog now. They do though. That's well, the irony. But it's like you you're know, now kind of like, yeah, I do feel bad for Boeing. It, it's kind of like watching, you know, companies like you know, uh, 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 like you know, Microsoft. Like Microsoft, at some point about five six years ago, if not in the balance sheets and the reality of knowing how much people make, like uh, how much Microsoft makes became this idea of like oh scrappy microsoft new leadership for microsoft like like look at them battling into these industries and it's like number one they're gonna be fine they're microsoft they make very popular products that are still used the world around but you're right it's crazy to see that these things that used to be you know the 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 gold standard like the the, the number one the unquestioned dominant lead dogs and now uh you know time comes for us all yeah, like they are. That's the irony. Like they're the underdog now. Like we want. Like they've got incredibly talented engineers there. Incredibly talented people there. It just seems like there's a Boeing, and it just seems like it's same. Same with Blue Origin. Like there is incredibly skillful people there. That if things were different, you know, we'd be able to. We'd be have more things to root for. Well, hopefully we continue to, and I I, I do want to uh, uh, again salute to everybody uh, uh, who put together that that, that inspiration thing. Uh, certainly, just an amazing achievement, and 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 the fact that it was just up there for four days or three three days and change, whatever, is insane. That is again in my in my opinion, they have they've got the the championship belt of coolest things that have happened to people that have put relatively not as much into it. Yeah, I'd say the hard part is like uh, from a mission point of view is is that, you know, they were doing like blood draws and some other stuff in there, but that wasn't like any like super exciting kind of space research they're doing. Yeah. So that was part of like, like, OK, we're, we're up here. We're up here. Cool. I, look, we I'm not, look, we look where we are. They're space tourists. They should have been, the research should have been margaritas. Like, like the, the, yeah. the, the research should have been like, uh, uh, let's, let's play uh, weightless seven minutes in heaven. They can do whatever the hell they want. Like they're tourists. <laughs> yeah. God, there would be weird, creepy meeting, you know, imagine, you know, somebody with, uh, a less nice version of Jared Isaacman, you know, Hey guys, uh, you know it's gonna go on up there, right? You know we're really gonna <laughs> do right? like This is like the 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 super extreme version of uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the implication oh. of going on a date on a boat. <laughs> oh, <geez. Yeah. laughs> oh man! Well, uh, uh, I got uh, one more topic here. I got one more topic here. Cool. Um, 
Andrew, you already know what this is, so so we'll kind of be on the outside on this. Justin, yeah, have you ever heard of uh, a, a little product called Astrocrete? Uh, Astro what? Astrocrete. 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 Crete. Crete. Uh, no, I don't. And and uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, mm. I am I am both frightened and excited to find out what it is. What do you think it might be? Oh boy, Astrocrete. <laughs> Astrocrete. Oh jeez. <laughs> Uh, boy, it's either some version of uh, 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 some some gamma irradiated creatine, <laughs> or it is uh, 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 very expensive pre workout powder. Exactly, <laughs> or or some kind of uh, um, I don't know a, a concrete that could that could work in space. Oh, now that would be valuable. Wouldn't that be very valuable, Andrew? Having some concrete in space. But at what cost, Bryce? But but exactly right. You can't. You need to, what send water up and the powder, and it might as well send I'm, a brick at that point. I'm biased because working with a technology organization and trying to be mindful of what we talk about and how we present things, yep. so people have the you know full data to work on stuff. Hmm. When I read this headline, I'm like. I don't need to get past this headline. I'd be like, nope. If I was at this research institute or college and I was in charge of this, I'd be like, nope, nope, nope. We are not releasing this because this is, this is, this is a whole bunch of nope. This is just a horror story waiting to happen. Stop it now. So, okay. uh, Astro, so you're right. It, it it would be very valuable for our interstellar. Well, I guess our our solar system and it would be very valuable space for, stuff. for our it'd space, be very good for space our stuff. space people need to build space homes uh justin and yeah concrete would be very valuable but uh one way to to kind of make it more possible to make concrete in space would be to change the fluid that you needed to make such a product oh my god i i wow all the fluids I don't know, Bryce. I don't know if I even want to know. I don't even know if I want to know. This is the a- fluids that are readily available when you're up in space and you've got biological organisms. I don't know if any of them make me excited. This is some reporting from George Dvorsky on Gizmodo. Martian colonists could use their own blood to produce concrete. Oh! New research suggests. I was going to say it's either urine or blood, and I didn't know which one would be grosser. And they didn't find and they didn't in fact find that adding urine and uh, saliva I believe helped make an even stronger turns material. out it was all of them turns out it was all of them wow that's so I guess the idea is getting water to uh, getting water to Mars is very difficult. hard right yeah. uh, uh, and so you need something that would make concrete and so let's use the fluids that regenerate within our own ecosystem we could draw blood and pour it into the cement mixture and build our build our new empire. Uh, this uses uh, HSA human serum albumin, um, which is a protein found in blood plasma, um, to to create this uh, this 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 structure. I believe uh, the test that they found uh, was that using um, the blood based binder. In a quote concrete-like substance with comprehensive strengths, excuse me, compressive strengths reaching 25 megapascals, which is uh, comparable to concrete, they found that by adding urine, sweat, and tears, 
brought the strength up 300% to 40 uh, megapascals, considerably stronger. Was this All was right. this study published by Dr. Acula? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dr. Acula goes to this, Mars. When you read a study like this, you have to, when I read something like this, I'm like, okay, what's really going on here? I'm like, okay. Some researcher somewhere noticed that there was some capability within blood and biological materials that could be used for manufacturing stuff or whatever yeah. like this, okay? But when you read the article, they're like, well, they say, the estimates say that to send one brick to Mars could co cost upwards of $2 million. Uh, nope, nope, and nope. That's the whole point of SpaceX's Starship and the only viable way that we seem to have on the horizon to get to Mars. It ain't gonna cost no $2 million per, you know, yeah. two pound brick. Um, if it does, we will never go there. Two, it's like the Matrix using humans as batteries thing. Like, like I remember in the Matrix, like, ah, why do we do this? Why do we build this super complex artificial VR simulation system? Ah, because your batteries. Why not use like cattle? Ah, because your batteries, you know. For and, the record, I, I just want to point out that Andrew has had this take since walking out of the theater in 1999. <laughs> like this, <laughs> this was immediate that Andrew has been complaining about the the the. I the was machines. thinking there were going to be. It was so everything about the movie was so clever. And then you get to that, like like the raw nutrients you're feeding these people. You can use the electrolytes. You can build a battery to do that. Like why are you? This is the amount of energy you're taking to be able to, it's not, it's inefficient. This is not, this is not going to work. And so when I read this, it's like, okay, so uh, where are the nutrients and stuff going to come to replace that blood? Or are we just, is this sort of like, oh no, we're just, we're just draining colonists to build this thing. Like, because like, that's mm. like, you're like, wait, like, why not just instead of whatever food supplies, materials need to give people, you know, to keep them alive that you could draw their blood from, just send that instead. And you look at like, ah, oh, six colonists, ready for this? Six colonists could produce, uh, 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 to get the, the crew would have to donate their blood twice a week, which is perfect thing to do with people in space is yeah. to lower the red blood cell count. A uh, two-year mission following six would allow for the production of 1,100 pounds of this astro crew. Okay. Let's do the math yeah. on how much it costs, how much materials and food supplies you need to send a person to Mars. Um, it's going to be in the tons. It's several tons. Yeah. You know? Mm. So just send the effing bricks, guys. Send the effing. I did the math. I did yeah. the math for you. Instead <laughs> of, like, segregating your tour, your uh, your space colonists. Mm. Um, now, this is horrific now counterpoint it is counterpoint it does seem like a cool sci-fi thing to do to build an uh, a, a colony on another planet and uh, every two weeks you got to show up for your for your offering okay no but you know that's offering. how it starts that, that's it that's in the first offering. five minutes before the 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 the, the trailer or before, before the title I'd and be then like, and then we're like this is how you get slaves this is how you get slaves no, this is how you get like, slaves no. I'd be like, man, we must be in a simulation because this is the dumbest version of reality possible. <laughs> We're able to send us, you know, 100 million miles to Mars and we have all this cargo passing. So you're training our blood for us when you could have just, I don't know, sent the bricks. Someone's going to get arrested. For Someone's going to get arrested for jaywalking, despite the fact that there's no roads on Mars. And they're going to be like, well, it looks like you have to do double duty on the blood drawing. Sorry, you're in jail <laughs> no. now. I think that's fine. I think that's a. Oh, there's a, a very important thing. Read the part about knives. 
Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. So they scientists had also attempted to see if it was possible to make a, a, a knife or a blade out of frozen um, feces. And they found... Who are these people? It was not particularly... This effective. is the same group with Astrocrete? Yeah. They're also... Are they... What freaky deaky stuff is in is going on in this lab yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna make glue from snot oh we already did that oh okay <laughs> how about my earwax contact lenses <laughs> like, i know yeah uh, uh, oh well well now that i've knocked out this concrete from blood thing i want to make a dookie katana yeah, look at all my toenail clippings. Can you guess what I'm doing? <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make visine out of toenail clippings next. Yeah. You know, you have to try, try. Hair underwear. <laughs> you have to try. You gotta try. That's how. Do you? <laughs> Do you? No, With that, it feels like there's a lot of there's a lot of real estate for try, Bryce. There's a lot of real estate for try. We're, we're going to a very specific part of town when we're uh, putting uh, uh, urine and tears and blood to make uh, a concrete, and then and then using uh, uh, poop swords on each other. <laughs> um, it's like a closed room murder mystery, you know, like. Oh, you know, <laughs> All we found is this pile of crap in the corner. Exactly. How did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, is that a ribbon from a katana? <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, let's see. I think that does it. I, would that be so they could not take knives? It's like the average knife to Mars would take $4 billion. It's like, I don't know. Maybe we should be going to space. I, you know, I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> and that's that, why I need to cut. I need to cut my liver pate with my own poop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was Walter Cronkite, but that's what I, I do. I don't. I I watch sometimes movies where like, you know the you know Michael Myers the villain or whatever is chasing somebody down and like ah oh, I'm like. I don't know if I have that strong of a will to live. And like, ah, uh, you know, we've crashed into the Andes and whatever. Andrew, what are you doing to the flare gun in your face? You yeah. know, like, <laughs> I'm like, I just don't have that much of a will to live. I just, you know, I like life. I enjoy it, but I like comfort. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, oh, we're going to have to use our blood and do this. This Andrew just walked out the airlock. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. It was a hypothetical, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say it would be very weird if they sprung uh, sprung that on you halfway through. Yeah, Although I guess right. if you all had to like pile into the space ark to abandon <laughs> Earth, yeah. Oh jeez. Well, on that cheery note, anybody uh, got any picks? Yeah. Do we, do we have any picks? Um, oh, by the way, Patreon.com/slash/weird. Oh yeah. Patreon.com/slash/weird things. Patreon.com/slash/weird things. Who's got picks? I have a pick. I just gotta remember the pick. Okay. Um, it was a YouTube thing. I got a pick. Justin's got a pick. Uh, gave a show a shot uh, that I'd been wanting to watch for a little while. Uh, I am a fan of professional wrestling. And so there is a brand new show on stars by the name of Heels. It is set in the small Georgia town of Duffy, where there is a family-run independent wrestling outfit. Uh, the the two brothers. The uh, main one is uh, played by Stephen Amell, formerly of Arrow, and uh, his brother I have not uh, uh, seen before. But it it's uh it's interesting. It, that is a world for which I think has been very 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 ripe to do a good prestige drama 
and and so far uh, so good. I would be curious to see um, how people who are not into wrestling. There's a lot of effort put in, a lot of exposition put in to explain wrestling terms and philosophy. There is like a, a, a Hogwartsian effort to explain how and why this universe is what it is. But uh, uh, yeah, so far so good. I am, I am enjoying it. Uh, I'm only two episodes in. Can you actually go back to that IMDb page? Yeah. To that cast? Yeah. It, it, did I see that James Harrison? Is that James? Yeah, James Harrison. Holy crap. He's an ex-football, you know, an old Steeler player. And I'm, I was watching it last night. And I'm like, that dude looks a lot like James Harrison, but he's a pretty good actor. Oh, there you go. Very cool. That's uh, Heels. Yeah, Heels. Uh, on, on Stars. On Stars? You're paying we, for Stars? Uh, turns out I was already paying for it, Bryce. Oops. I, I, I had it on Sling. And so, uh, <laughs> so I was able to get the on-demand through Sling. Yeah, it's funny because like Josh and I talked for years about the idea of like sh- a show set in the wrestling universe because yeah. it's so so rich, so interesting. So I'm glad to see and I'm glad to see this is good. Yeah, so far so far so good. And also, it was uh, the long suffering uh, developmental development hell project of Michael Waldron, who did Loki and uh, came out of the Rick and Morty writing room and is uh, oh, yeah. took over for Dr. Strange and is working with Kevin Feige on his, on his star Wars movie. So this was, wow. this, this was very much something that, that he was a, a huge fan of, but wound up like Loki being kind of removed from the day to day operations of it because the rest of his career took off so fast. Cool. Curious to see what's going to happen to all those new Star Wars movies. You know, Ryan Johnson's new movie, all of that, and <laughs> everything else. Well, I, I, I feel like the, the the Feige one probably has the best the best uh, uh, shot of coming out, right? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I feel like if if, if Feige wants it to be released, <laughs> if anybody has has the, the the stroke at Disney, it's Kevin Feige, right? Yeah. The the only thing the only in, investor day twenty twenty they said Patty Jenkins was going to be doing Rogue Squadron which, oh um, right, but that's twenty twenty three. I don't even know if that's I don't I yeah, we'll see. That'll be that'll have been five years, or how many years since um, the third the third movie. Be four, if that comes out in 2004 years since that one, yeah. Since, huh. since the movie that was so good, we all remember the name of it. <laughs> the last rise the of... The last time that we all Jedi went Walker. to the movies and cool. said, Star Wars, hooray! <laughs> hey, it's Star Wars. Um, yeah. I got a pick. Yep. Uh, I was uh, traveling uh, last week. I was gone last week. And um, uh, I, had a, I, had, I had a long travel day ahead of me and, and, and took it upon myself to, to finally marathon... Um, a series of movies that had um, uh, been been on my radar. I ended up uh, watching the uh, Evangelion um, film, the the new film series that uh-huh. they did. Um, so Evangelion one one all the way up to what is it three I plus never knew how one. it was pronounced until now. Yeah, um, these these are uh, they're in these are interesting. Um, uh, I I enjoyed the original uh, series. I I kind of liked the the sort of 
can you can you give us the 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 the, the short 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 yeah. version of of why it's so beloved and why it has become back on on the front of people's minds sure. recently? Uh, so the short pitch on Evangelion is. Um, it's like a lot of other animes where a teenage boy has to get into a robot and save the world. Yep. Um, except this one kind of um, positions it as, what if it was real? And what if it hurt a lot to do this? What if what if you were a teenage boy who uh, uh, had, ha- it, it was no small cost for you to have to save the world, especially when all the adults around you um, were not being very good adults. Yeah. Um, and so it, it deals a lot with a lot of um, psychological and mental mental issues um, since the original show in the 90s. And so it's kind of come back because gotcha. because so a lot of childhood trauma, but also anime, but also robots. Exactly. Now exactly. the class of people that I know that are very <laughs> excited about it becomes very clear. Thank you for explaining this in a very clear way. Uh, but the, the move. So they're they've been for the past, you know. Uh, almost two decades now have been retelling that story in these feature films. Okay. Uh, because the original series just came out in one year and it was really rushed. Um, and so with this final film, 3.0 plus 1.01, whatever, um, it finally kind of finishes this, this story. And if, 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 uh, if I have this wrong, correct me, but uh, this was also one of those projects where, a lot of pressure came upon the creator and, and they, mm-hmm. we wound up making these sequels that were just very out there and uh, in, in partly maybe even as a response to the fact that there was so much pressure on them. Um, yeah, partly because I, I think the ending of the ending of the story they tell in these films is wildly different from the ending that they told in another film years ago when they tried to change the ending again which was already different from the ending that they originally told. So, so. This, this is this is the latest, and this is the same creator that's done it. Nobody's like taken right. out of it. So now he has done another ending to the story, and uh, would you say it is more or less satisfying? Um, I would I would say for most people it's probably more satisfying. Okay. Yeah. So good. So uh, yeah. Good, I, it's I, a good change. It's a good. It's good. You know. Good I think watch, watching these four films, um, you know, ends up being about as much as watching the original series in terms of time investment. Um, but it's, I think they're, they're cool and they try, they do some further bigger things with the story. So, yeah. uh, and they're all on Amazon, um, prime video right now. Uh, so, uh, you can check them all out there. The Evangelion, uh, rebuild films, including uh, yeah. voice talent by our boy. Yeah. He's a great he, night, Brett. He's, uh, a significant character in that fourth film. Look so, at that. Uh, if you like our friend, Brett, Andrew, you Evangelion. Got yeah. Not Evangeline, as I thought. <laughs> no, so, no, no. She was on Lost. She was on Lost. That's right. <laughs> no, yes. I have two two picks. Go. Because um, uh, one is just I've been rewatching the Bond films, and it was funny. I got to You Only Live Twice, where uh, Sean Connery proves that a six foot tall Scotsman can pass as you know Japanese man just impeccably. There's, there's no reason <laughs> to question that. Yeah. Um. Ob- obviously, you have to get past sort of a. <laughs> a lot of the the misogyny, which you know, um, obviously, which is there, but movies are still highly entertaining. There was a scene in You Only Live Twice where he uh, Bond fights this big uh, like hitman guy, this big huge dude, and you know, watching, I'm like, man, that guy looks more Samoan than Japanese. But you know, there's Japanese culture is very big, whatever. And then they get to I watch the behind the scenes and they talk about we brought in you know wrestler Peter Mavia. Peter Mayavia. Yep. 
And Mafia, as they said, but uh, Peter Maivia is yep. uh, otherwise known as the Rock's grandfather. Yep. Whoa. High, yeah. Whoa! High Chief Peter Maivia is what he was known in in the ring. But uh, yeah, there uh, he was. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 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 but yeah, the Rock's grandfather. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know he was in the Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, he was a pretty cool part, you know. So anyhow, that was pretty neat to see that, you know, he was. And they have some behind-the-scenes footage if you have, like, the the iTunes extras where you see him, you know, interacting and stuff. So it was pretty cool. It's just a neat little thing. Like, oh, I never, you know, I love the Bond movies. And I never realized that, never knew that, that, you know, I mean, I knew, you know, I knew because I saw the, the family name, but I knew they had the wrestling yeah. history there. And I'm like, I, and I'm looking, I'm like, I wonder if this is. And I'm like, yeah, it was his grandfather. Uh So ah. my pick is a channel called uh, Mustard, which is a weirdly named channel but they have a lot of cool different uh he does basically youtube videos on really crazy vehicles and the most recent one was a pretty interesting thing about the antarctic snow cruiser so imagine you're gonna build this big huge massive vehicle with 10 foot tall tires with an airplane on top to go explore antarctica sign sign me up now imagine that like uh it runs on blood If only you rush this thing into production, it only has 70 horsepower per wheel. There are no tracks on the wheels. You never get to properly test it and you take it to Antarctica and all it does is spin on the ice. Oh my God. (laughs) So they made it all the way there just for it to suck. (laughs) It sucked big. And then uh, basically they say it's like, uh, it's somewhere. They don't know. They They don't don't know know where it is. They They lost it. They abandoned it. (laughs) <laughs> and they don't know. It became a stationary research station for a while. They're either like, they're like, yeah, it's either buried under ice or it broke off on an ice shelf and is at the bottom of the ocean. Wow. <laughs> but what cool. makes mustard really cool is you're looking at the graphics. They go, they do an incredible job of creating VFX and graphics to show you what these things would have looked like, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. There's a lot of great vehicles and things, you know, uh, you know, and things like vertical, you know. Uh, airliners and you know vertical takeoff airliners, rotor dynes, all these other kinds of cool stuff. What happened to the flying boats and you know concords, etc. Just a lot of really just neat, neat stuff. And the, the graphics are just push it over the top because it's so easy to visualize these things. Wow, that's cool. Uh, no, that that's awesome. Great channel. Such a such a rich world of uh, of, of of breaking stuff down. And I think that's another thing where it's like. I couldn't imagine a television show that would dedicate the kind of time and resources that a channel like that would do for something as like specific that would let you just mind meld your brain on on something like like that, like what you just said. That's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Well, uh, well is that it for picks? Everybody got your picks? Yeah, I think, I think yeah. we got our picks in. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for Weird Things Today. It's been weird. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.